I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones Paolo DiCaglio West Ham United More than just a Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9, episode 38. And the old gang are backing town because they've got no excuses to go anywhere else. Uh, well, that's not quite true because we were going to record on Easter bank holiday Monday, but uh, John and George were busy. So I hope you weren't breaking curfew, boys. No, not at all. All right. Anyway, um, back, I've in the virtual studio. <laughs> back in the virtual studio is George. Uh, how are you? Where are you and what are you doing? Hello, Sean. I am at home um, recording a podcast with you guys. Uh, John, uh, where are you and what are you doing? I'm at home in my studio recording Ooh, a podcast. Oh, you're in your you. studio tonight. I am, Excellent. yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed. Chon. I haven't had this jingle before, so let's run. So, have you finished your shit now, Nigel? Um, yeah. Well, I've got it. I've got it. Well, I sent you the video, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, um, the last football was on. Uh, do, does anyone know? Six of March, wasn't it? Yeah, I and I have a yeah. Days since six of March. How, how long do you reckon it's been, boys? A month and a week. I've been counting them. <laughs> Thirty-nine days. Thirty-nine days. A month and a week. A month and a week. You're right. A month and a week. Then, yeah. Yeah, thirty-nine days uh, without football. So we're back again to not discuss football. And before we uh, start. And uh, I think some of our listeners may have already heard this news. I only heard this news today. I got a call from the club. Um, but uh, I know Nigel knew it, and, and he knew uh, one of the people in the talk. Very sad news that two 
big West Ham supporters were very instrumental in the West Ham Supporters Club. Um, I think they were both chair at one point. Um, Kenny and Betty Hill died of the coronavirus last week. Um, my understanding is within a day of each other. Is is that correct, Nigel, from what you know? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, I knew Ken. Um, Ken was on the SAB. Um, and uh, Ken and myself once spent a day rigging the SAB. Um, we picked all the members to go on the SAB, going through applications. So I got that's the only time I really got to know Ken. I'd met him a few times. Didn't really know Betty, but I know Betty was um, heavily involved in the supporters club as well. So we send our condolences. Um, and it's just, it's really sad when you start hearing stories. And, and, you know, Betty and Ken are not alone. I've seen on social media a number of social, you know, a number of West Ham supporters that have been taken um, by this pandemic as well. So starting off on that sad note, um, the the big news of the week was the announcement last, was it Friday or was it Thursday? I can't remember now, that the players have reached an agreement with a club. Um, you'll probably know if you followed the news that the PFA basically rejected the, the Premier League's idea to have a 30% pay cut or, or deferment that's paid back in installments if the season's finished. Um, West Ham became the only second club. The first club was um, uh, Southampton, who agreed a 10% deferment in their wages for three months. Um, Now, the amount that West Ham players have done is not actually... um, Well, it's confidential, so it hasn't been released. My sources say uh, no one will confirm it, but it's somewhere... It's more than Southampton, and it's less than the the Premier League... um, wanted so it's less than 30 percent but it's more than 20 percent uh let's go for 25 percent is is my best guess at the same time the owners have injected 30 million in the cash we talked about this last week they've deferred their interest payments that will end up costing us more uh karen brady and andy mullet who's the chief financial officer have taken a 30 percent cut in their their basic um senior management are foregoing their bonuses this year and um, just before this big announcement, um, and, and my understanding is Mark Noble was instrumental in agreeing this with the players, Andy Mullet and um, and Brady had a virtual call and a presentation on the club's finances, and they laid the situation absolutely bare that there basically wasn't enough in the bank to pay April's the end of April's payroll, uh, backdated for April and that something needs to be done. Um, There are are those that say, hang on, they're only deferring it, they're not taking a pay cut, etc. Let me start with you, John. (laughs) Good outcome. Did the board and players come out of this all right? Or not? It's the outcome you wanted. You wanted them to... What do you mean the outcome I wanted? Well, you kept going on about going to... Well, the players could have taken a pay cut, though, John. You know, you you say the outcome, it could have been the full 30%, and it could be uh, a pay cut that meant it's not payable with the season. This is actually just a deferment for three months. At the end of the three months, they get paid their salary. 
whatever happens. So it's 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 not the ideal. Um, well, it keeps the cash flow, situation. doesn't it? It keeps the cash flow and it makes them able to pay the wages. So everyone's happy, are they not? Do you not think, or is that not what the idea you get? I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think mean, I think there's a little sour taste in everyone's mouth, and and some people would say maybe the players need to take more of a sacrifice. Um, well, they'd already agreed um, the, to, to start a charity and give money to the NHS. What? Yeah, I don't know how much each player gives or how much how that works, neither, et cetera. But it's like you know, how much do you want from you know? And they 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 were only picked out in the media because of the what happened with Tottenham and then Liverpool. Because of their yeah, well, because they started. Funny you say that because I've got that on my running order as well. Since the last time we spoke, obviously, um, both Spurs, Daniel Levy, and Liverpool have done U turns yeah. uh, on their furloughing. So Spurs were going to furlough five hundred and fifty. Uh, Liverpool, I forget how many they were going to do. Uh, Liverpool reversed their decision in twenty four hours after a back backlash from the fans. Um, and Spurs re- re- reversed it yesterday after standing out for two weeks. But yeah. um, I mean, it, it wouldn't have got so much press all round if they hadn't started furloughing. Premier League clubs like them hadn't start started furloughing their staff, and that's where it all started to be highlighted. But anyway, like West West Ham, you say how many staff has West Ham got non-playing? Sean, five hundred and forty-two. Uh, funny you should ask because a lot no of people way. say this. And that is rubbish. That is. Legal document, go to the 2019 figures for the financial accounts, public document at Company's House, and on the website, 542 staff, directly employed staff. Don't care if you say it's wrong. And if you look back at the years, that is now some of them are part time, but that's how many staff work for West Ham. You can call me a liar, but the figures don't lie. It's a legal document. So are they people that are dead? would be furloughed if they were going to furlough 500 odd so it's the same amount as Tottenham but we don't we don't own a ground we've got no running that's why no... I don't believe that figure well it's it, why would they lie in a, well, where in do a these people financial document well a lot of them will be part-time people that only work a day or two in the retail shops remember there's different retail shops including the big club shop there's casual staff so all the um away stewards are all West Ham employees there's other casual staff. So you've got all the um, SLA, you know, the match day uh, SLOs. You've got customer service. You've got a hell of a lot of sales staff, as you know, a lot of media staff. It's 542. You you may you may dispute it, but it's there in black and white, Nigel. George, Hello, do you care John. about any of this? Not particularly, <laughs> do you no. Care about no any of I'm this? looking forward to the football restarting. Mm-hmm. After thirty nine days, yeah, and it's going to be N- start, Nigel. What, what we're going to talk about that in a minute, Nigel. Okay. Um, <laughs> do do you care about the 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 owners have put their hands in their pockets and the 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 manager uh, the the manager's taking a thirty percent cut, the CFO's taking a thirty percent cut, your friend Brady's taking a thirty percent cut. Well, um, I mean, yeah, actually, I, the players deferred, and all the players have done is deferred ten percent. Well, you know, it's, it's hard to criticise players. Yeah, I thought it was 25. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, 25. Yeah, 25 it's, it's, it's hard to criticise. It's easy to criticise players, and I find it hard to criticise players because, you know, when you earn that much money, 
there's a lot of them that may spend that much money. Their mortgage will be higher. Their car repayments will be higher. Everything, you know, they do live a lifestyle that involves that much money. Yeah, fair point. Um, Plus, also, with the PFA, they're probably being instructed, don't take any pay cuts. You know, there's a lot of political uh, crap going on from the PFA in protecting players' wages and everything else, rather than we're all in it together um, as such. And then, yes, it's good. I mean, yes, it's good to see the club needs money to stay afloat at, at the end of the day. And they're doing what it takes to keep the club afloat. We're, we can all complain all we like about them and everything. But the most important thing, I suppose, is that there is a football club at the end of the day. Yeah. So they're our saviours, is what you're I'm saying. I'm not saying they're... No, they're not saying they're saviours because at the end of the day, this is their business, yeah? So I'm sure John will say, near enough, every business owner will do what they have to do to keep their business going above and beyond what is expected. So therefore, this is only right that they do it. You know, they, I don't think we should get on our bended knees or, or, or pray down to them or, or back slap them and say, well, you know, they've done what is needed to be. We say, well done, thank you for doing it. You know, uh, I've already said before, I think at the end of this, I think protesting against them straight away or, or even whatever may be difficult. Does it change my mind on them? No. Do I still think Brady should leave? 100% yes, no matter what. Don't care if she took 30% pay cut or not. Frankly, she earned and no bonus. too You're going to see her salary go down. Oh, oh, oh so she'll actually probably... She, she also may be in trouble because still... her son's going out of business. Well, look, <laughs> so she'll, she'll be, still be overpaid probably for the amount of work that she does at the club. Harsh, well, harsh. I think she's shown strong leadership in this well, crisis. you would say that, yeah. you? <laughs> Shut up, Sean. Hey? No, I do. Gosh. Yeah. I'm serious. Pinocchio. Fallen back in anyway. line, aren't you? Yeah, um, thank you. Ben, didn't he? No, I yeah. haven't fallen back oh, in I'm line. I, I'm my own. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like let's a, talk like about... jellyfish. Go on. Let's, let's talk about... Um, so, the... The the Premier League faced. I'm sure you've heard this figure that that 700, 762 million might be have to be refunded to broadcasters, and that's broken down. Sky Sports in the games remaining uh, could claim back 371. BT it's only 50 million, and the rest of the 341 million comes from foreign broadcasters. Now the Premier League have been speaking to Sky and BT in particular. They and foreign broadcasters, and they think they can get that down to about 150 million of the broadcasters that won't play ball. Of the ones that will play ball, what they're saying is they they've got a number of options. The first one is to extend the whole deal by another season to go to 22 to 23, so we they get another season from it. Um, next one is to have more games next season, so. The games they've missed out this season, they get more games broadcast next season. Um, or if the season, I don't know how they're out of pocket on this, but if the season does resume, uh, of the games remaining, already 47 were scheduled to be uh, broadcast on Sky. There's 45 games remaining. Sky and BT want to broadcast all of them live for no extra money as well. Where, where 
let's start with you, John. Where, where would you, what, what, if I know you watch, you, you're a subscriber of Sky or BT, what should they do? Is Do, do you think giving them more games is the, is the right compensation from the Premier League? Well, it seems the easiest option if the Premier League restarts, which they're talking of doing. Um, yeah, I would put every game live. Gives gives them only two games short of what they're expecting. It's strikes me as the best compromise. George, will you be renewing, unpausing your Sky or BT subscription when my, when football I will restarts? Be, yeah, again? absolutely. My Sky subscription, definitely. Yeah, I can't wait. I bet <laughs> there's only so many reruns you could watch, isn't there? Do you watch any sports anymore? Like, re- you know, I know they're playing all reruns and everything else, or have you just gone off? No, it yeah, well, that, you just... there's nothing on, is there? They're just playing old stuff, which I've seen before. Um, so I'm not watching any sport at the minute. I'm, I'm, I know I, I saw that the, uh, the Facebook Twitter question time is related to how you're getting your West Ham fix. Um, so I'm sure we'll come on to that later, but I'm playing a lot of computer games to keep my sport engagement up. Oh, yeah, you still haven't played Dave Walker yet, have you? No. Or anyone, Chicken actually. I, 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 will, I will contact him and, and I remind I don't think him. many of our listeners are FIFA players, because I've only actually had one challenger. Yeah, you're undefeated, aren't you? Yeah. Played one, one, yeah. one. So... The, the the final thing I want to talk on this is is Rick Parry, who is the chairman of the EFL, wrote a letter which got leaked, and, and some of you may have read it, which basically said to the rest of the EFL that there should be no training till the 16th of May, and then they would have 56 days to finish the league. Nigel, let's bring you in. Is is that achievable as we see it at the moment? Yep. Yeah? Yeah. That would have to be played behind closed doors, though, wouldn't it? If if we're talking, you you Some bring back the players. Some of it may be, but by the end of it, I mean, if you uh, you know, I, I can hark back to eighty five, eighty six. We had a clear month of no football whatsoever because of a bad winter from February to March, and then between the beginning or middle of March and the early week in May, so that was two months. So it was like 60-odd days. West Ham played 17 league games. Now, we've only got to play nine. So two a week. Mm. Yeah. But and, and the cup games. Playing, yeah, well, we ain't got any cup games. We've got nothing to worry about. No, we've got to think about other people. Though, well, as well. Right. Not, it's but not just what us. What I'm saying is, is that in six weeks, you could do that. They were playing, you know, if you think back to 85, 86, you know, we were playing like Saturday, Monday, Thursday. Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, you know, stuff like that. Especially like April. Yeah. I think we played about 10 games in April. I, I guess the, the problem is how do you train at the moment when the lockdown, the lockdown's being extended or at least a week, but most of the papers are saying three weeks now. Um, 16th of May will be on us very soon. You know, there's got to be government guidance that will allow them to train together. Hold, hold up, right? Never the government guidance is there at the moment, which is, if you can't work from home, go and work. But in, yeah, but you still got to do the social distancing. They they couldn't. How do you train if, with? How do you have to get two meters working in Canary Wharf? And the government well, turning they're obviously not. Life. The government are turning. Well, so if it's good enough for builders to go to work, 
to build infrastructure, mm. yeah, then, you know, there's loads of other trades. I watched the council relaying a road, five geezers all standing together, yeah? All this yeah. lockdown is nonsense. We've got to stop calling it a lockdown for a start, yeah, because it ain't a lockdown. You can go out and go to work. I can go out and go to work if I personally chose to, yeah? It's just very difficult to follow the government guidelines. But as it says, it's guidelines. It's not against the law. There's no law that says the footballers can't go and train. All right. I'm going to bring John in because John's shut down his firm at the moment. He's in the building trade. John, do you agree with Nigel on that? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, so I footballers, can, footballers can tackle and get close to each other and everything else. Well, look, I was just, I was, I was speaking to our postman this morning. He, he's still goes to work every day. He's, he said it's like being working working at Christmas time with less staff. He said everyone's buying stuff. All parcels are being delivered. He said the sorting yeah. office says shoulder to shoulder with people. So oh, really? It's not like it's if you can. Everything's if you can. They're not okay. taking it like Spain or France where they've made it pretty much illegal and you've got to fill out forms. Yeah. Well, in America, I know this is not a baseball podcast, but they're talking about flying all the baseball teams out to Arizona into the desert and and making a quarantine camp and just literally have the baseball teams play without crowds and beam back around the states. Well, yeah, they um, what's that? The uh, uh, boxing, the unlike the um, UFL or whatever it is, the um, UFC. Oh, they're going to have an island, aren't they? They're, you, they're, get, they're getting an island, UFC? They? UFC, UFC. That's it. They're getting an uh, island. Being our American football person, what are American football doing, uh, George? Uh, well, it's off season at the minute. I know that they are. They have the draft every year to pick the best college players, and that's being done virtually rather than usually at um, at a venue. So they're actually okay at the minute because they don't really start up till September. But I don't think there's been any news about what's happening in September yet. I mean, Good story, bro. I believe well, you asked. That, <laughs> I, know. I believe in the next two or three weeks they're just going to off you go, crack on. Yeah, they're going to calm it down. Okay. Good. That's positive. What? Um, just to finish this segment, what my senior sources tell me, uh, and this is a segue into some some transfer stories, is the West Ham needs certainty. They need to know whether the season will start, whether it's behind closed doors or not what league we're going to be in next season and how much money we're going to get and when we're going to get the money. You know, there's talk about Sky might give us the merit payment, some of it in advance. It's all about cash flow. And it's all about... So the the segue into that is, you know, the, the transfer rooms, I don't know if you've seen. Eric Dyer has been linked to West Ham. Uh, Marseille um, centre-back Kamara has been linked in. Josh... Um, Magyar um, has been linked. And I, I could mention another 15 names in the last week. I have been told, absolutely, there is no transfer budget. There is no scouting. There is no on YouTube or anything else. At the moment, the total focus is paying the payroll in April and then in May. The the The... The suggestion that, I mean, with this centre-back from Marseille, 28 million that we're going to compete, it was only yesterday, we're going to compete with Man City, is pure fantasy. And that 
they're, you know, you've got to make plans, of course, for the summer. We don't even know when the transfer window is going to open. Um, <laughs> okay. Talking you. of that. Well done. Well talking done. of that. <laughs> Declan Rice. Declan Rice. <laughs> Declan Rice. Did you, and this is one for George because it's his specialist subject. Declan Rice beat Mason Mount he in did. his second battle of FIFA 2020. Did you watch it? I did. I did watch it, yeah. Do you know what uh, Rio Ferdinand? I didn't see it, but Rio Ferdinand was the host. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't see that. Uh, I saw the f- maybe I saw the first match between Mason Mount and Declan Rice um, because Rio Ferdinand wasn't involved in the one I watched. So maybe I've got one to catch up on. That's exciting, isn't it? Oh yeah, you have. Yeah, There's nothing ooh. to do now. Do you know what's up? what? What comments did he say after the match that's caused a little bit of controversy? I don't know. I haven't seen any of the controversy. Nothing. Does anyone know? Nigel? Who said what? Declan Rice said something after the game that's called a bit that's caused headlines in Clarence Hugh and elsewhere. Oh, did it? Where else? <laughs> it could have been any old guff, really. Sniff of a bit of well, bullshit. Well, I think it was reported in the Express and the Daily Mail and the Mirror. Declan Rice said he would All love to play alongside Mason Mount at a club level. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Now, you could take He's that two ways. Mates, you could take that two ways. You could mean that he wants Mason Mount to come to West Ham, but more likely he means he would love to play alongside Mason Mount at Chelsea. They don't need him, do they? Got can't Kante, they don't. 29, not been playing well on his way out, I've heard. Is he? You've heard. Yeah. So, obviously, we're doing a Clarence Hugh poll today on, on when would you obviously. sell cash in on Declan Rice. John, when would you... Cash in on Declan Rice now. This sell season, him now. now. Sell him. Would yeah, you? sell him. Yeah, I don't a, know. a lot of people have said that. Seven percent have said that. George, well, what, uh, when would you sell him? Um, I'm going to say give it another year. Yeah, yeah. Nigel, uh, when whenever he's ready to go, we're, we're not desperate to sell him because of the contract he's on, but. You play hard ball, you know, as soon as someone gives us the right money, I think anything over 80 million, in fact, I'd make mm. anything over, I'd think anything over. He's not going to finish his, no. he's not going to finish his career at West Ham, is he? No, but you're not going to get 80, yeah. are you? No, I don't think well, you... he's as good as we think he is. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's what I okay. Yeah, I don't think it could be a Paul Allen. Paul Allen for us, I thought, was going to go all the way to the top. And he went to Tottenham, went into a midfield with Glenn Oddle, and was never really heard of as a top-class player again. Yet while he was at West Ham, he was about to play for England. I reckon we get 45-50, something like that. Well, this summer would be the worst time because they reckon that with the the lack of money and the way it is, that the, the, the market will absolutely crash. So knowing West Ham, it's exactly when we're selling, when, when the market is the lowest it probably has been for 10 years. But um, hopefully not. Um, I've been told people who want to go that are not happy will be allowed to leave if their valuation is met. And that, that's Philippe Anderson, that's uh, Declan Rice. Is he not happy that's then, Well, he's, he's been, there's been a, another story linking him to uh, um, a move to Napoli. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, but is he not happy? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just saying the senior source said if those players are not happy, he's told this the senior source, whoever it may be, has told me as far as he's aware, all the players been linked in these stories, Anderson, Diop and Rice, are happy. Unless, he, unless he's told otherwise, um, he's going to assume they're happy unless they say otherwise. It's a Diop. The report was he'd already asked to leave. Untrue, as I said last week. Anyway, I'm going to finish with a London Stadium story because I know how... Um, oh, I love them. I know you love them. I know you love them. <laughs> and sometimes I have to say, it's not a London Stadium podcast. Are they going bankrupt, but, uh, John? Gone, is it the... Uh, gone, we're not getting a new owner. Is, is that it? The new London Stadium owner? Is it that story? It is, yeah. Oh, right. Well, Gonzo... Oh, you sort of invented out of nothing. Well, the reason it came up... Oh, right. And obviously, I'm short of content, but the reason it came up is Gonzo from Hammers Chat ran a story saying we might get the stadium on the cheap because the stadium might go bankrupt. Well, one, the stadium can't go bankrupt because it's absolutely underpinned uh, by government money by the London mayor and central government. That, that That is within West Ham's contract. But the other reason for now, and this is the more interesting reason, is it's actually cheaper to keep empty. And the reason is it costs £250,000 to stage every game for West Ham, but they, we only give them 100000 So every game we play, remember there was five left, it's an hundred and fifty grand. it costs us. To move the seats for baseball, for, for that pop music, for the rock band Green Day, 
and athletics. It's another green, six million to green move. Green a day for that green rock day. band. Yeah, bits of the pop that rock band. The Green Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, so there's a quiz for you. Give me one without quickly off the top of your head. Green Day song. I've got no idea. I've never. I don't even know who Green Day are. Um, and the final thing, and you'll know this for anyone who's got a business. Uh, they can save millions in rates. So, you know, three quarters of a million from not playing West Ham games, uh, six million for not moving the seats if if uh, athletics not played, baseball's already been cancelled. Um, empty uh, building, you don't have to pay rates on. Well, they pay millions in rates as well. So <laughs> it will cost about 10 million. If the season doesn't restart, it will cost about 10 million pound less this season. So if anything... Um, and I'm not suggesting they would because the legacy, keeping it empty is far cheaper than actually bloody running the thing. But speaking long term, and as Nigel said, I plucked the story out of nothing. We've got to remember that even if we got the stadium, it still loses £29 million a year. If you take out athletics, that saves you £6 million, right? And baseball and all those things and don't move the seats. But you've still got the rest of it. They've still got onerous contracts for Delaware North for the catering and the the uh, stewarding and all these things. And even if West Ham were giving it to free, we would need a government subsidy to be able to to afford to run it. Otherwise, it would be a financial millstone around our neck. <laughs> Nigel, I'm going to come to you for the last word on this because I know you oh, love the, the London Stadium so much. Yeah. What do you want the last word what? to be? Do you ever see it? Um, Bullshit. Do you ever seeing West Ham owning no. the London Stadium? You no, know they don't want to own it because then they're saddled with all the money that it takes to do everything yeah. else. They don't well, want not, to not in the next, not in the next ten years. Yeah. anyway. they don't want to own it. it. They they want to they want to be the uh, LS one eight five. That's what West Ham want. They want to yeah, be. They the want to. They want to run it and run. operate it. Yeah, they don't want to be the owners. Man City I, are not I the do... owners, but Man City no, run not. it. And that's how they... Yep. I mate, you're right. Actually, you've given me a great idea for another story. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, <laughs> Talk, talking of content, we are waiting. How, how are you getting on is with that, your project? Is that project con for... being the operative word there? Well, how are we getting on? I'm running, I'm running content uh, of uh, previous seasons from Rob Banks from YouTube every day. But I've been waiting. I've been waiting for... I gave... Nigel, some footage of um, the tour he does, the Canning Town tour. And when can we expect that? Is Are we going to get when I the first it. installment when this week? When, it, when I'm happy with it. Oh. Not this week. It possibly could be this week. It possibly could. Could you, could you give a teaser on, on what, what to expect? Well, instead of... Give it, a little trailer. Well, yeah. Episode one is about the Thames Ironworks. Great. You're a great salesman. You said teaser. There you go. I've teased her. All right. All right. Episode <laughs> one. Um, the, the, it makes you wonder why is there more than one episode? Because you know? <laughs> 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 now there is to where they weren't going to be. But uh, How many episodes will there be in the season? Um, Two or three. I believe that the Thames Ironworks deserved a little story. Only 10 minutes long. You, you, you know me, as you say, the, 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 it was a made for Claret and you. Um, you know, yeah. so obviously, you know, the readers of Claret and you have a short attention span. 
as, as you tell them yeah. often. So it can only yeah. be 10 minutes long at most. How, <laughs> how much are you getting, Nigel? How much am I getting? Yeah. Uh, I, well, well, I provided the footage. He provided the footage. Yeah, he filmed without my permission um, the tour that I did. Sat right. on the footage for ages and then uh, decides to send it me when he's desperate for something to be done. Anyway, it's a real history of West Ham and a more than just a podcast production, I'll have you know. Good. So Good. it's how much is more than just a podcast get out of it. That's what we should be asking. Well, I'll leave it the numbers. George, like you're question. the contracts manager. <laughs> <laughs> George, can you speak to Claret and Hughes? Yeah. And uh, negotiate a fee, please. Do you know what? Advertising is down. It's a tough market. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I, I, I did, over Easter, I did some films to watch. So this is some content you can watch for free. Uh, or mostly for free. Amazon Prime, if you've got Amazon Prime. Iron Man, if you, or Iron Men, if you haven't seen it already, is free of charge. Our friend Canning Town Len, sorry, I should have said at number one spot, everybody's second team, <coughs> and not everyone's second team, as I said to him. That's free with Amazon Prime. So if you've got Amazon Prime, you can watch it. Everyone's second team. Every, uh, Iron Men You just done it <laughs> wrong again. Second team. <laughs> um, Iron Men is also free with Amazon Prime. Uh, Bobby with two sixes. That's now free. Have you seen that? Anyone seen yeah. that one? Yeah. That's Matt free on Amazon Lentos. Prime. Yeah. That's right. Away from home. I know you didn't like this one. You can rent that on Amazon, but it's four ninety nine. You didn't like it. Um, you. I didn't think you liked it. No, I know the bloke that no? made it. I interviewed him and All we right. put it out as a special for a podcast. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> um, and then you've got you've got Cast. Oh, I apologise. Cast, that's free on Amazon Prime. That's about Cast Pennant. Rise of the Foot Soldier, which is obviously about Carton Leach. That's on Amazon Prime free of charge. Final score. Maybe it was a final score. That's available for 99p on Amazon to rent. Not even worth it. <laughs> that. It's die hard uh, at the in the end they blow up um, obviously the bowling grounds. Now, if you want an oldie, you can see Bobby Moore in Escape to Victory, three pound forty nine on Amazon to rent. Um, and of course, if you want to see the Hobbit, Frodo from Lord of the Rings do a fake Cockney accent in Green Street, uh, that's free on Netflix. Um, two DVDs and the final two. I don't know if you've seen these. I'm going to ask Nigel on the last one. Gary Oldham in the firm DVD Gary three Oldham. pounds. Is that the man from just outside of Manchester? <laughs> Why? What's his name? <laughs> Gary Oldman, not Oldham, as you just said. <laughs> oh right. Well, I've written it wrong on there. Uh, that's you told me. <laughs> come on, you got, told me. Oh, we're going down to football. To beat the running. <sighs> You said that's been recorded twice, haven't you? The firm, yes. The, the yeah. original was with Gary Oldman. Uh, Oldman. Oldman. And also... Yeah. Um, Editing as we speak. Yeah. A geezer out of Coronation Street was in it as well. The, the Jim something. It was the mad Irishman. Uh, he was in the IPF yeah. as well, believe it or not. All right. Film the last one. Green. People, if you know, uh, the last one is all in the game again. It's on DVD from Amazon, one pound 20. What a bargain! Um, 
Ray Winston, Danny Dyer, and what's it based on? Do you know, Nigel? Harry Redknapp. It's based on Harry Redknapp, yeah. For legal reasons, we're saying, allegedly, because it does sort of uh, make certain accusations in there that uh, he was quite dodgy and so on and so forth. But there you go. If you want to watch some content while you're locked down at home, feel free to watch some of those. Uh, But it's not a film uh, review podcast. It is a football podcast. And my last thing I'm going to talk about before we go to questions is, uh, and maybe for Nigel to talk about, Jimmy Greaves in hospital. Um, I know he had a stroke in 2005. I mean, obviously he's remembered for Chelsea and... uh, uh, and Spurs, but he did come to us at the end. I don't really remember him, Nigel. Um, but no, he had a stroke. He can't talk. He's he's in a wheelchair. They say it's not COVID nineteen related. It's not stroke related. Uh, but he remains in hospital. What can you tell us about his time at West Ham? Well, the, the joke that Greavesy used to say was that when he used to meet uh, Chelsea fans, they used to say that the greatest period of his career was when he was at Chelsea. And when he met Tottenham fans, they used to say that the greatest period of his career was when he was at Tottenham. And when he met West Ham fans, they used to say to him, the greatest period of his career was at Chelsea and Tottenham because when he was at West Ham, he was shit. But that was Greavesy's joke. Aside what, from what? that, we signed him. What's his shit, though? Well, for Jimmy Greaves' standard, it was poor. So it, He scored two on his, his debut, yes, though, didn't he? So he scored on his debut against... He scored on every debut he played for. He also scored... Yeah. Uh, he definitely scored against Tottenham for us. I think he scored 13 goals in 31 games, which in modern times is not a bad return. Um, as a drunk player, possibly, that's still pretty decent if the drinking is to be believed while he was doing that. The problem is, is that throughout his career, there was a period in the mid-60s, I think four times on the trot, he was winner of the um, highest score in the first division. At one point, getting like 36, 38 goals a season, regularly over 30. So the fact that he only got 13 goals. And what you've got to remember was not only we we did a deal in taking him and Martin Peters went the other way. So who got the better player? Well, I don't know. Was Martin Peters at the end of his career? No, Martin Peters would have been about 27. Martin Peters was probably at the peak of his career. All right. He went as, what did he, so he won the, won the won a League Cup and a UEFA Cup with Spurs before he went to Norwich. I mean, my understanding is, and only what I've read, that Jimmy was suffering from alcoholism uh, while at West Ham. And after he left West Ham, he actually sort of didn't do anything in football for the next two years before, I think, playing for um, Brentwood. And, and then dropping down the decision. He did play um, for Barnet. I think he played. He, he, he trundled around the non-league. Um, he, he was after the Blackpool incident. I think he never played for West Ham again. So Bobby Moore was disciplined. Uh, Brian Deer. Oh yeah, was let go. Yeah, and I He was got rid of as well. Um, Brian yeah. Deer though did I think come back? 
because he went to Millwall for a short period to come back Brian Deer. Um, so that that was the end of his time. Obviously, you know, I don't know if the drink had really got hold of him. I think towards the the middle eight, middle seventies to the end of the eighties, his alcoholism was really bad. But then he, he dried up. And I think a lot of people our age will remember him for Saint and Greavesy TV show, which was yeah, of course, you know, a staple diet. Um, he became the TVAM or the GMTV of that time, TV critic in the early eighties as well. He, he, he was on TV a lot. Anyway, we wish him all the best and hope he recovers, um, <clears throat> and he's back at home soon. <clears throat> just talking about alcohol and I forgot to mention this last week I, I was surprised I don't know if anyone else was surprised to to read that Rio Ferdinand was sloshed a lot of the time he was at West Ham that shocked you John? I didn't read it I, no, first I've heard of it where's that come from? an interview he did have you heard this Nigel? no he's muted himself yes um, I have sorry yes I've heard that it don't surprise um, me, to be fair, if you think back, him and Frank, they had that famous or infamous video from when they were on holiday. Um, really? I don't remember that. What, the video? Enlightenness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, uh, Frank joined Rio around the back. Uh, um, but there was a girl there as well, apparently. What? Um, <laughs> Is this a special video you, you saw and no one else no, saw? Uh, I don't remember any of it. I believe Kieran Dyer was involved as well. Uh, lad, really? Monology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, the, WhatsApp didn't exist then. So <laughs> how did you get a copy of this video? I, I just, no, I'm just, I, I, I swear that, 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 that's, that they got allegedly. caught out. Allegedly, allegedly. It's allegedly, mate. I think it's out there. Go out and have. I don't think you can find the video, but I think there's you. You you'll come across the stories that came out at the time. Um, I'm pretty sure it was when Rio and Frank were still at West Ham. Harry was the manager. You know, Harry possibly may have been a bit lax on the discipline side. If you look back to the players around the club at that time, when Rio was there at the end, Neil Ruddock, Monker, you know, Bishop. You know, people like to drink. John Artson came in, didn't he? Uh, Artson, yeah, he played with Artson. You know, Kitson liked yeah. to drink, apparently. You know, th- th- there was a big drinking culture around West Ham um, at the end of the, the 90s, turn of the millennium. There you go. You learn something every day. Um, okay. Um, I guess after talking 44 minutes of bollocks, it's it's time for this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's Facebook. Yeah, I've got it. Time, yeah, because there's no Twitter in it. Uh, while where Nigel gets to read out comments and doesn't answer the eight listeners and makes it up, and we can just mute our mics for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> Nigel, I've from about the last 30, Sean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think that 44 minutes of you talking bollocks was a record, but I don't think it is. Anyway, Richard Dodd says, all right, my anthems. Uh, He's quite happy not to be stressed out by West Ham, to be honest. Uh, What were your five favourite players of all time that got you involved in football as per the Facebook post, Nigel and Sean, for the benefit of George and John? Uh, uh, 
I don't know if George see it. John wouldn't have done because he don't do Facebook. No. So basically, George and John pick five players that uh, that got you to love in football. Love football. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. To talk, uh, West Ham. Fall in love any with players? football. No, any five players. No, you can say any players. It doesn't have to be West Ham, but. Uh, well, well, Joe, well, Joe Cole's an obvious one for me. He was my hero as I was growing up. It can be managers and players, but of any time. Uh, De Canio, obviously. Yeah. Um, controversial, but the period of Alan Pardew's time at West Ham. Some mm. of my fondest memories. So I'm going to say Alan Pardew is a manager. Um, and key members of that team, Marlon Harewood. Mm. And Dean Ashton, I've always been very fond of. How many How many is That's that? That's your five. That's five. There you go. Joe Cole, Decanio, Ashton, Airwood, and, and Pardew. And Pardew. Yeah. John? Um, okay, as a child, it would have been Kevin Keegan. I Yeah. Um, I might even at a stretch been Emily Hughes because I used to like him as well. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, will he get any West Ham ones in here? Yeah, then it would be, then it would be Cotty. Then it would be Cotty, McAvenny, Brooking. That's five. I could, I could go on. It could be. I mean, I loved it when Liam Brady was there as well. So yeah. For me, going to West Ham was about 84-ish, 85. So I was there for 84. I was there for the 85 six season. And, yeah, Cotty and McAvenny. Like Dave Swindler, then. Yeah, I did like him, <laughs> but he wasn't my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We've, we've said ours on we, Facebook. We did ours on Facebook, yeah. Uh, but I had Keegan as well um, as George Best. I had John Lyle as well as <coughs> Cotty, Bonds, Brookin and Decanio. Yeah, I didn't have Brookin. Um, <coughs> Evening, says Lewis Aaron Trout. Uh, do you lads think the season... Oh, sorry, Dodsey didn't finish. Uh, trans- have we transferred anybody out? No. And with that in mind, what is the current team with substitutions? Uh, well, there's no team at the moment, so there's no team. Uh, Lewis Aaron Trout says evening. We answered questions there. Did you notice that, by the way? Dodsey. Uh, do you lads think the season will return? Or if they cannot complete it by the end of June, will it be null and void? You can answer that if you want. Uh, I don't know. I think it will. I think they'll do it. I think they'll do it behind closed doors and televise it all. Uh, he yeah, then says it can't go on much longer as you need a two-month break with the players to allow them to start a new season and then you have the Euros in June. How unfair would it be to play behind closed doors? Imagine the final game, Percy's Villa. Uh, knowing Sullivan, he would take legal action if he went down. Uh, Miriam what's Williams. He talking about, what's he talking about the Euros in June? Next June? Yeah, next June. About? He's yeah, going to say the Miriam. Question for George. Who do you think will win the quarterback battle at the Chicago Bears, Trubisky <laughs> or Foles? Uh, flip of a coin, Foles. Uh, right, okay. Question for George again. Uh, yes. What do you think of the ludicrous article published on the possibility of only 30,000 being allowed to our next home game? 
would that cause chaos around the ground? <laughs> I haven't seen this article. Is this one of Sean's? It wasn't, actually. It was one of Hughes. Oh. Same thing. Same I'd, thing, I'd, isn't it's, it? It's about of, uh, limiting, basically spacing uh, so you, what, supporters so out every two metres. Fan empty seat, oh, fan empty seat, load of fan empty seat, fan empty seat. Sort of a bit like that. A bit like a normal home game, then. Um. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. Question for me. Would I go to a Smiths gig if they reunited? You bet your bottom dollar I would. Me too. Uh, question for Sean. After the sexist answer regarding a certain Tiswas host last week, which would you choose, Magpie or Blue Peter? Blue Peter. Yeah, okay. Anthea uh, Turner. Jazz Winder, Apple, <laughs> uh, Jazzy Jazz, says, I am playing uh, Championship Manager 97-98 when he gets a break from work. That's good to know, isn't it? I think uh, you asked how he's getting his fixed, didn't you? I did, yeah. This is That's how you get your football fixed. Thanks for that, George. It's very unprofessional of me not to read the question out. Uh, hi, guys, says Ian Wiley. Hi, Ian. Uh, fed up without his West Ham fix, to be honest, but his only reprieve from ass painting, which he can't stand, he says, his football podcasts like ours and Nigel and Lens the other day. The Football Daily is quite good. It's BBC One. Cass Pennant did an interview with McAvenny. Uh, which is, uh, if you check out Cass Pence on iTunes, Google it, you'll find it. Uh, keep up the great effort, guys, which must be difficult with your lack of matches. You're doing a sterling job, he says. Cheers, Ian. <laughs> Thank you. Nick Stanley, on my daily exercise, he walks around the back of Queen's Market, round Queen's Road and up the pavement, pretending I'm trying to get in up some park tube after a game. He says he walks slowly and it takes him 45 minutes from the back of the market to up some park to make it feel realistic. Did you know after we left the temporary gates they had on those pavements there with the locks on, we just left there? Sorry, I press that button by accident. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Nick Harvey says, Evening, gent. Hope everyone is staying safe. Enjoying watching some games from the 80s and 90s. Dare I say it, it's been more entertaining than we've seen at the Soulless Bowl. Good to see the club not furloughing staff and the injection of cash. Times must be bad because he's even enjoying a couple of uh, interesting articles and claret and spew, he says. Uh, Excellent. As always, Brady out. Brady out. Uh, Belinda Kikakakatis. Evening, peeps, she says. Hope you're all well. She's watching the odd thing on Twitter, YouTube, but not really watching matches. Uh, it's not her thing, really. She's forgotten about football. Seems an ages ago, though. She does like the podcast, and it makes me chuckle on my daily walk. Glad uh, we can help. Well done, Kat. Uh, Chris Williams says, I am both missing, I am both missing and not missing it all in an equal measure. If you could bring back one manager from the past to see out the rest of the season, who would it be and why? I'd bring back Harry Redknapp. I would. Who would you bring back? You could well, get him, I, probably. I've got to say yeah. Pardew and I, given he's you, in my You have to five. now. <laughs> yeah. I would bring back Sam Allardyce. Oh, fuck off. Oh. God, <laughs> that sums you right up. Uh, in Pellegrini, in Pellegrini, we trust. I'll bring back Bonds. Oh no, he was awful as a manager. And last up, all right. Now, how about, oh, can we bring back dead people? You can bring back who you like. All oh, right, okay. 
Ron Greenwood. All right, well done. Uh, in, on International Goalkeepers Day, Marcus Johns watching old DVDs sitting in my West Ham themed office. Uh, a bit like me, myself. Uh, and that is the end. Beautiful. Of... Well done, Nigel. Well, well done, Nigel. Yeah, well done, Nigel. Here you go. Uh, what are we going to do predictions on? Um, How many minutes till the, till the podcast finishes? I'll go 55. Well, that's not going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't we do it on the length of the, this podcast last week? Did we do No, that? we did temperature. We did temperature oh, right. last week. Oh, let's, let's guess next week's length podcast. I predict oh, 58 minutes. One. 58 minutes. Could be a big one. Nigel, uh, George? I'm going to go 59 minutes. Nigel. 60. Oh. He went I'll there. Go for, I'll go for 70 hours and 24 minutes. There's always been an idiot, and it's normally you, Sean. <laughs> I have been Sean. Nigel has been... Pleased that he stopped mowing his lawn. <laughs> George has been... George. And John has been... Listening to Sean. Not quite an hour this week, uh, but we are going to hit the 55-minute mark. Bye. Bobby Moore. Bye. More than just a podcast. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.